you could have more fulfillment and ease in your professional and personal life and still be ambitious. Join me, Kathy Onetto, founder of Sustainable Ambition, for conversations with experts, authors, and friends on what it means to live with sustainable ambition. Learn concepts, tips, and tools to craft a fulfilling career on your terms while still being ambitious and avoiding burnout. For show notes from this episode, visit sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Now, let's learn more to help you craft your career to support your life from decade to decade. On to today's conversation. Hi, everyone. I don't think I've announced it here, so I wanted to bring you behind the scenes to share that I have embarked on a book project. I'm writing a book for many of you listening. It's for people who are ambitious, yet not at all costs, and are figuring out how to better align their life and work and continue to pursue their ambitions in a sustainable way. Over the course of the year, I'll be offering opportunities to test out some of the principles, practices, and tools of sustainable ambition and the book. And I'd like to invite you to the first opportunity to join me to do just that, put sustainable ambition principles into practice. I'm offering a free online workshop on dial in your ambitions for 2023 that I'm holding on Friday, January 27th at 12 p.m. Pacific and 3 p.m. Eastern time. I'm holding the session at the end of the month so you can settle into the start of the year and see where you're standing with your commitments and ambitions. This workshop can then help you dial in those ambitions and explore how to make them sustainable for you this year. You will walk away with new insights and more clarity on how to make your ambitions more sustainable, how to better align your life and work, and how to pursue your ambitions in a more sustainable way. You'll also have a new way of thinking about ambitions and a tool to come back to again and again to help you better align life and work and identify opportunities for sustainability. I'd love to have you join me and get a front row seat to what I'm developing. I'm offering the workshop for free, and in exchange, I would just love your feedback with a short survey or feedback in this session. To sign up, go to bit.ly slash ambition23. That's bit.ly slash ambition23. I hope to see you there. Today, I'm going to revisit the concept of time. If you've been listening for a while, you'll recall that I've done several episodes on time and pace over the last two years. It's really become a core component of sustainable ambition. Is it the right ambition for me that I'm working on right now? And is it the right time for that ambition? As I was preparing for this episode, I was doing some additional Googling about time. And I just realized all the different ways that we speak about time. So for example, like trust that things are going to come to you at the perfect time. That's when serendipity comes into play. Or things can take time. This idea of playing the long game, as Dory Clark talks about in her book, this idea of being patient and sticking it out and doing the work. But then there's the other concept of it's never the right time. So carpe diem, seize the day, go after it now, don't wait. And yet I'm going to give you a a different perspective on that and a different spin on it. So today I want to talk about time and why I think it's important from a sustainable ambition standpoint. And the core of it is this idea of really getting clear on 
what it is time for now. In essence, what I'm going to say is we can't say carpe diem to everything. We can't seize the day around everything that we might want to do in a lifetime. And so that's the first place I just want to start, which is to say, I think it's important to acknowledge that we can't do it all at once and to acknowledge that time is finite. I think it's also important to recognize that life and work are naturally integrated, especially given how we are working today and how many of us prefer flexibility in our work and life schedules. So to punctuate this point, I appreciated this Albert Einstein quote. He said, the only reason for time is so that everything doesn't happen at once. I love that. So we can't do everything we may want to do across life and work and in a lifetime all at once. One thing to help recognize around this is that ambitions aren't time bound. So if you can't do some ambition right now, it doesn't mean you can't come back to it. I have so many ambitions in my life where that has been the case. So the second thing is that right time has us consider life and work together and then means choosing where you want to put your attention based on what's personally important in your life and work now. In his book, 4,000 Weeks, Time Management for Mortals, Oliver Berkman points us to shift our perspective towards finding meaning in the choices we make and finding joy in missing out. So just because we choose to do something and put something else aside is not a bad thing. And actually, he's pointing us to find joy in that and to really find meaning in those choices that we make for ourselves. In making that choice, it puts importance, right, on what you're choosing to put your attention against and where you are going to ultimately put your effort. The third point that I want to emphasize here is that there are times when we do have conflicting goals. And this is why I think it's important to think about, well, what is the the right time for? So is it the right ambition? And is it the right time for this? And I appreciated this point really coming through as I was reading an article last year by Michael Ashcroft called Achieve Your Goals with Less Grinding. And he talks about that when you notice yourself grinding, there's probably a bug. And the third thing he mentions, he talks about three different places you can look. And the one that's relevant here is he says, you likely have conflicting goals that need untangling. And so this is why I think thinking about right time can be helpful for all these different points. But also when you sense yourself grinding, you may have this challenge that you have these conflicting goals. And oftentimes that can show up around our conflicting goals around life and work. And how do we start to get some clarity around where we want to put our attention and our effort? So the idea here really is to use this idea of right time to help us home in on where we want to put our attention, our effort, our energy now across life and work. What is it time to do in this arc of time? So to start to think about this at a high level, I'm going to introduce you to just three different ways of starting to unpack how you can figure out what is it time for now for yourself. And they orient towards this, interestingly, (laughs) sense of time. So the first concept is going to think about from a future perspective. The second is going to be about the past. And the third is going to be about the present. 
So the first is around this idea of using a future self-orientation. It calls us to think about our future self and to call forward that future self to help make choices you won't regret and to fight against present bias. So again, this idea of future self is really to ask yourself, what does your future self want you to prioritize now? And the present bias is that we often prioritize our current self over our future self. But what's important and helpful around this is to bring our future self into our decision by getting us to start to think about the future consequences of these decisions that we're making for ourselves and what we want for ourselves from a future standpoint. When I interviewed Dr. Sahar Youssef at the beginning of last year, it was in episode 51, which I'll capture in the show notes, she really started to recognize for herself how much she uses this future self-orientation herself to make decisions, really on a daily basis, but also over time as she's made choices around her career. But she was reflecting on how she does use it even on a daily basis, as I mentioned. She asks herself, quote, what do I really need to get done today? What will my future self want me to do today? And she shared how she didn't want to have regrets around her actions and rather wants to be proud of what she did that day. So it's a really helpful orientation. And it's one that you can use as well and think about even from a standpoint of thinking about three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, what would your future self want for you? Another tool I want to offer here comes from Nest Labs and Anne-Laure Leconf, who is the founder of Nest Labs. She offers this 10-10-10 method. And it consists of asking yourself a series of three questions to help you project yourself in the future and help you in making decisions. So those three questions are, what are the consequences of this decision in 10 minutes? What are the consequences in 10 months? What are the consequences in 10 years? I just love that. So again, think about that 10-10-10 method that she offers to really bring your future self into making decisions. What is it time for now as you think about what ambitions are in front of you and to really fight that present bias that we have? So that's the first orientation or the first exercise, thinking about future. So now I want to take you to this idea of thinking about how the past can help us in thinking about what is it time for now. When I work with many of my coaching clients, I use this exercise of looking back to look forward. So I was reading an article at the end of last year from the BBC on time called What We Get Wrong About Time that I really loved. And one of the things they articulated was this idea of considering that the past, present, and future is not a straight line, but that instead we can look at our memories as actually a resource to allow us to think of the future. And I love this quote that they had in there from Aristotle, how, quote, humans' ability to time travel mentally forward and back is why we're able to do so many of the things that set us apart, such as plan for the future. So this is one thing that they're just calling forward is how we are unique in our humanity and our capabilities as humans to really mentally play with time 
And one of the things they put forward in this article is this idea of instead of considering the past, present, and future to be a straight line, is to really look at our memories as a resource to allow us to think of the future. And they reference how this isn't a new idea, that actually Aristotle had this idea and how he described memories not as archives of our lives, but as tools for imagining the future. And I really love that. And I think it's what I ask my coaching clients to do, which is like, go into those you know, histories of our lives, not like they're, they are archives to kind of um, unpack and unearth, but not to like shelve away, to really use them more as tools for imagining what might be in your future. And so where I might point you is to think about what can you glean when you explore your past that might inform what's next? And one of the things that I ask my clients to do is really to think about, well, what's trending up for you right now? And what's trending down? What might you actually want to put down from your past? And what be really clear on what do you want to carry forward? So this is this idea of looking to the past to help you imagine the future. So look back to look forward. So the final exercise or tool I want to provide to you now is this idea of present. So we've looked at the future, we've looked at the past, now we're looking at the present. And this is just a simple exercise, but it's really to think about using your own current intuition, your own bodily awareness around what is present and urgent for you now. And what I'd suggest you do is just create a simple two by two matrix and think about what it has increasing energy for you and what has increasing urgency for you. So when you think about where am I going to put my time and attention now and you need to prioritize and you're trying to figure out what is the right ambition at the right time for me now, you know, you might have some things where you're starting to realize like, wow, I have low energy around this. This actually might be one of those things that is trending down, right? I don't have as much energy for this particular ambition anymore. Or you might have something that you're getting really jazzed about and you have increasing energy for it. All right. Well, that's a clue, right? The other is to think about increasing urgency. There may be things where, well, guess what? The timing is right or an opportunity has arisen. That serendipity has come into play. Wow, this opportunity has presented itself. There is urgency potentially to go after that. Or for whatever reason, you know, maybe there is a time window that is closing where there's some increasing urgency to do one thing or the other. And so if you were to plot things on a two-by-two grid around one axis being energy and the other one being urgency, and to plot things that have your attention now and you're trying to bring some prioritization to it, think about mapping those things and seeing if it helps bring any additional clarity around what ambitions it's time for now. So that's what I have for you today is to really think a bit more about time and how right time and what it is time for now can help you bring some focus to your attention and your energy and your effort to really help you bring some additional sustainability to where you're putting your focus for this coming year. So again, think about that future orientation. How can you leverage your future self to help you prioritize? How can you leverage your past 
looking back to look forward to inform what is it time for now? And then think about that present. What's really calling you from an energy perspective or an urgency perspective? Think about what is it the right time for now? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sustainable Ambition Podcast. I hope you take away at least one learning or inspiration from today's conversation. Find more inspiring interviews and get show notes for this episode at sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode or my insider tips, guides, and tools by signing up for Sustainable Ambition Forum, my twice monthly newsletter. Sign up at sustainableambition.com slash subscribe. And remember, it's not about finding work-life balance. It's about building work-life resilience. Thanks again for joining me. Speak with you next time.